guys, welcome back to Cubicle Chronicles, a sounding board for the creative millennial who often wonders what life is like beyond the 9 to 5 or you've already taken action to secure a life filled with purpose-driven work. Um, my show is also for those of you who just want to level up in corporate America or you just are just really not fulfilled with the work you're already doing. On this show, I share practical advice on what to do or maybe what not to do on your journey through corporate. I also would like for listeners to send in cultural misappropriations, random mishaps, and all around weird things that have happened to you while climbing that corporate ladder or trying to get out. Hey y'all, so it's been a while, but I'm back with another little episode just to check in and give you some advice over the next week or two, um, just to kind of get your gears turning in your head in regards to your job and your position and things like that. So my topic of discussion today is when to quit your job. Like maybe the free coffee isn't enough. Uh, in the break room because I know for me if you got free coffee you have probably almost won me over but um when to quit your job but not even when to quit your job but maybe it might just be time to move on but the real um you know topic is how to figure out if you're in the wrong job so that you can kind of get that push to like you know, move on to another position, whether it's at another company or whether it's to finally take that leap and start your own thing. That's what today's episode is about. So y'all know that I am (laughs) the article shawty. Like I like to read articles daily relating to career and personal development. So I have an article that I read. It was called how to figure out if you're in the wrong job. And that is the like main content for today's episode. So how to figure out if you're in the wrong job. Um, basically, we all take jobs based on five common motives, whether we know it or, or not, whether we're consciously or subconsciously aware of it. We all take jobs based on um, the article defines five common motives that we kind of use to take the job and whether we perform well or not in the jobs and a mismatch in job and motives will wear you down and eventually cause you to fail to live up to your potential basically it's saying if you have to psych yourself up to go to work every day there is a 100 percent chance y'all that this job is not for you you are not in alignment at all with the job basically it means that who you are and what this job is requiring of you and what your motives were when you first took the job. Like that's all, that all has dissipated. Like (laughs) none of that is matching up anymore. So the title of the article is uh, how to figure out if you're in the wrong job. It was on fast company's website. So excuse me if I take a sip of water um, during recording this, but here it is. The first one is achievement. So motives are basically, you know, our underlying reasons for taking a job. Let me back up. When we take a job, of course we take it because probably number one, <laughs> what they're paying. Number two, if our skill set matches what the job is requiring or 
Um, also three, like what are our motives? What are our intentions? What do we intend to create and live out when we take this job? So to back up, strengths are our natural skill sets and motives are the place from which we draw energy. Um, and motives are different from values. Values are what's important to us. So motives are basically um, where we're going to get that motivation, that energy every day to go to this job and create and fulfill the requirements and go above and beyond the duties. Five common motives on if you can't, <laughs> if you're not getting any of these from your current position, you should probably reconsider why you're even there. So number one is achievement. Achievement is the need to constantly improve your performance and accomplish goals that are meaningful to you. If you're highly motivated by achievement, you prefer working in environments with clear performance indicators and tangible processes um, that can be seen on an ongoing basis. So basically, um, achievement comes from a position that you know, you, you get in the position and your boss might be like, okay, Hey, we're going to measure you on X, Y, Z. So every day you're coming in, you're working towards X, Y, Z, and you really, you really need those set clear goals. And, you know, you need to organize your day and your work efforts around that progress being measured on what your boss said. So number one is achievement. That's if that's your underlying subconscious or maybe conscious motive, you're going to need that in your job. If you don't have that, you're out of alignment. The second one is affiliation. So affiliation is a need for maintaining close, friendly relationships with the other people in your you know, work environment, your team situation. If you're highly motivated by affiliation, you're a team player and you're a good listener and sensitive to their perspective of others. You enjoy building team spirit to accomplish goals. Your boss often considers you to be a good barometer for the cultural climate of the team or department and utilizes your inclusive nature to further develop the team's sense of fellowship. So basically, this means that you're the liaison. If you are a really good person who can connect your peers to your coworkers and upper level management would be your director, your vice president, that is going to be your underlying motive in your position. And the third one is power. <laughs> now this can get tricky because power involves the need to have influence over other people. It can be expressed personally or inst institutionally. That's where it's kind of like um, double edged, like people oriented um, towards personal power, seek status and recognition and try to control others while those with institutional power, they kind of organize the efforts around lifting up the greater good of your department, your organization. So if you are people oriented towards power, that's, that generally means you like to control others. And that's not a bad thing if you're doing it in a way that is not demeaning and condescending. But if you are kind of a leader and you lift um, everyone else up, but yet you still delegate to them, that's going to be your underlying motive. On the other hand, if you want to lift up your department or organization as a collective um, through power, that's going to be your other underlying motive. And so let's see. Number one was achievement. 
Number two was affiliation. Uh, Number three is power. And number four is autonomy. And basically, me personally, I can definitely relate to this. Autonomy is basically your need to govern your own work. You govern your own work, you use your best judgment, and you determine your own direction. I mean, clearly you may or may not know what you're measured off of, but maybe you do. But you prefer just having discretion over what you do daily, the time you spend doing it, um, the way that you do it, and the team which you work with. Um, So an example is my job right now. My manager, she, she doesn't she gives us 100% autonomy. Like we know every day what we're supposed to do and what our goals are as a team, but she does not tell us what to do, how to do it, who to work with and, and so on. So I 100%, I appreciate that about her because she gives us the judgment and the governance to do everything ourselves. So this is, um, a very, very, um, high motivating factor for the reason I have this job. And that's, you know, what's keeping me enjoying the job is the autonomy. And also the last one is purpose. So everyone knows purpose is your why purpose is the need to do the work, um, that you're doing and related to a higher cause. Um, we choose organizations and assignments that connect us to the social good And it also aligns us with our personal values. So an example is if you're working, an example, if you're working for like a collections agency or a crediting agency, that may not align with your purpose because you're literally like asking people all day to pay like over, um, overdue debts and things and knowing that they may not have the resources to pay those debts or they might already be paid. So that's an example of you not having a job that's not aligned with your purpose. Like how is what you're doing contributing to the greater good or contributing to like the values that you identify with? If you identify with feeding kids, um, you know, a hunger strike or feeding kids during the summer and making sure no child gets left behind, if you truly want to do that in your work, how is it being personified in your work? So to back up, my topic today was how to get in alignment, how to get in the flow. This has nothing to do with entrepreneurship. Um, It just has everything to do though with what we wake up and we do, y'all. We go to work and we spend so much time at our jobs. We spend so much time with the people that are at our jobs that we probably don't even blink and think about how much time is spent. So if these five little things, if you don't have like an underlying motive or connection to these things, it might be time to find a job to where maybe you have three out of the five things or five of the five, five out of the five is good, but maybe kind of connect to all five. So number one is the five common motives and how that impact, impact the type of job you should seek is achievement, affiliation, power, autonomy, and purpose. And so The homework this week is to write down these five things and, you know, do your Googles, do your research, and also think of what you do on a daily basis and see if it's aligned with your personal motives. If you wake up every day and you know you want to 
lead people or if you know you want to have the ability to govern how your work is done 100% with who and you're just able to turn it in and that's not matching with your position now or even if you know that you want more of a purpose in your work or just more like affiliation among your coworkers and your colleagues. If, if these motives are not aligned with what you do now, it's worth giving a second look over. So um, some homework is give each, um, each of the five uh, categories a green, yellow, or red light. And green means, of course, you enjoy doing it and it's your underlying motivation. Red means you don't, and yellow means you kind of really don't care. So just really be deliberate and intentional in the exercise, and just think of how, like, kind of think to yourself, meditate on if what you're really doing aligns with these five things, but also aligns with who you are. My reason also, I discussed on my live, I went live on Instagram and I discussed it like, I'm no longer doing things that are not aligned with who I am. If it's not aligned with who I am, if I am not absolutely jumping out of bed in the morning or whenever or enthusiastic about doing it, then that means that it's not for me. It goes back, it goes beyond like motives and like, you know, intentions and things like that. If it's, well, of course it matches my intentions, but if I have to complain for like, um, you know, too much, then I just know it's not a good match for me as far as my, my life's work, because I know for a fact that people are out here getting paid, doing for what they love. And if they aren't, then I'm about to see what it's about because I'm, that's, the whole reasoning behind my podcast and just my platform that I'm trying to convey. So I hope y'all can give this little conversation some thought and um, meditate on it. Think uh, think about it over the next week or so. And I would like die if y'all DM me or like y'all reached out to me and told me an epiphany that you might have had about it. So until next time. Cheers. Okay, so I'm back for the little closing part of the show. Um, So some of you may or may not know that I just turned 30. And that was just very monumental for me and reflective because I just thought about where I started from career-wise and where I am and where I still know I want to go. But listen, (laughs) where I started from and where I am, it has been an act of Congress to get me here. Like, it's just crazy how my mindset has shifted. Like, even just with my career in corporate and having a job, not even relating to like having my own business and the entrepreneur mindset. So I have six themes that are just key takeaways that I've learned I can say from starting my career, I started my career at 23 years old. I graduated from undergrad from from um, FAMU um, in 2010, and this is 2018. So eight years ago, I mean, even a little before that, when I had internships, I've been working in corporate and just been exposed to like the game and like, you know, the go to school, get a job 
get the whole safe, secure um, net. So, oh, excuse me, y'all. <laughs> These are six things that I have um, learned. So number one is take responsibility. Like this was me. I was never taking responsibility for where I was. I was always blaming it on my boss, my like maybe my grades, my GPA, <laughs> blaming it on everything outside of myself. Number one is take responsibility because everything that you have, you've attracted based on the person that you are. And that said a lot for me because at 22, 23, 24 years old, I wasn't taking any real responsibility. Like I was just blaming it on everyone else or everything else outside of me, but not taking any responsibility on the type of person I was. Was I the type of person that, you know, networked and stretched past my job duties and asked for more assignments and actively um, sought knowledge outside of what I was just assigned to do. But of course, now the epiphany is if I change, everything around me changes. And to have more, I simply need to be more. Like, I'm no longer nobody's victim. I'm never stuck. Like, that was me before. I can say that this is my number one because. I take responsibility now and I'm no longer a victim of my circumstances. So if I don't like my job, whether I don't like my boss, whether the commute is too far or the job just sucks, is boring, or I'm not getting paid enough, that is because I attracted that based on the person that I am. An example is if I know I want to make $95,000 a year and they offer me 25,000 and I didn't open my mouth up and negotiate. That's my fault because I didn't, I attracted that job and that position and that salary based on the person I am. I was not a person to go back and forth and negotiate. So that's number one. Number two is always take massive action. And by that, I mean, we can, um, in a job, sometimes maybe we can learn new things or know who to reach out to to level up or just know what to do, but we sit on it. But unless you take action, nothing happens. Action will build the momentum that you're looking for and get you to the next step. So um, take massive action on the knowledge that you um, like learn about and you read when you seek knowledge. And this goes for entrepreneurship too, because sometimes I catch myself like signing up for all these courses, digesting all this information, but I'm not taking any real action to apply it to my business. So as a corporate employee, if you are networking and people are out here influencing you and they're giving you tips, take ash, take action immediately. Like don't sit on it. Don't wait until you have enough money or don't wait until, you know, they come around again and ask you and follow, follow up with you. Take action on what you learn. That's number two. Number three is simply <laughs> be myself. Because authenticity is a real thing, y'all. Like, I have, um, in a lot of my positions, just had to code switch. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that term. I've code switched for so long sometimes to where I truly was a different person when I leave work. Like, when I like walk out the building or on weekends or with my friends or family, I'm like a totally different person. But I no longer do that. Like, in my job, I show up as my authentic self now. And that includes like my authentic 
personality, my interests, the things that I talk about, the things that I won't talk about, and just the way that I carry myself. I am 100% myself at work now. So number three, be yourself. Number four, um, know my value proposition. And by that, we all know we are not paid for our time. If that was the case, then we would be sent our paychecks for eight hours a day or whatever. We are paid for the value that we create. So by knowing my value proposition, I have found ways to be more valuable. Um, Work harder. And I've also learned to work harder on myself than I do on my job. So know what you can bring to your job. Know the value you create. If you are crazy with the Excel spreadsheets, And in your team position, in any meeting, they're going to be like, oh, Courtney, you know what? She can do Excel. She know all the pivots. She know all the, um, the, the codes and the formulas. Know your value proposition. Think of every day you wake up, you're being paid for the value that you create. So if you are a teacher, you know that you create value by your students being, shot out of the park on a higher reading level at the end of the year than they were at the beginning of the year. You're creating value by your school's grade overall going up than it was at the beginning of the school year. That's your value proposition. And when you work harder on yourself than at your job, you need to be improving. And this is what I did. And this is what I'm still doing. I'm in the process clearly of improving your language. How do you communicate with people? How do you relate to people as far as not judging them, but yet meeting them through their understanding? Um, What are your abilities and skills? How can you really carry this team if need be? And of course, improve your personality. That that includes waking up early, being to work on time, um, just managing your time well, um, being more self-aware, like, so number four, know your value proposition. What do you create well and what is everybody going to come to you for? And number five is have a plan clearly and, you know, have a plan and intention, but still always be flexible. And this was a word for me. And I had to learn this because I used to get so crazy upset about my plan being changed and like you know, my plan being thrown off course. Cause I used to be like, okay, I want to do this and it's finite, but my journey has zigzagged and it's still zigzagging because I'm just really getting into what I feel like, what I truly, truly, truly love doing. So have a plan, have intention behind that plan, like move to where, you know, you're going to create a life around your intentions, but be flexible because you don't know what could happen. You could be thrown something and you'd be like, wow, I really used to love doing this. And you get back into that. And number um, six is be grateful always, 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 always gratitude. Gratitude is what literally pro- propels you into just a whole different realm. Like be grateful for what you have now, because that's going to open you up to what you can explore. And of course, check yourself, check your attitude. Um, My number one thing now is if I'm feeling like triggered or if I'm feeling angry or if I'm if I'm just feeling just openly emotional about whatever that's going on with work or my career, I have to check and see like, okay, what can I find in this situation 
that is already within myself. You know, that's kind of just like being more, that ties in with more, being more self-aware. So number one is I took responsibility. Number two is take massive action on the knowledge that you learn. Uh, Number three, be yourself. Number four, know your value that you create. Number five, have a plan and intention, but be flexible. And number six, be grateful always and check your attitude. And as always, y'all, my podcast is available everywhere. Podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere. And follow me on Instagram at it's board underscore. And, you know, if you have some um, like comments about um, today's uh, motive episode or anything that you want to share, DM me like I won't bite like so see y'all next time. Bye.